You're listening to Portfolio Builders, a wealth cap holdings podcast about long-term wealth building and financial independence. Here are your hosts, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. Welcome back to the Portfolio Builders podcast. We have a treat for you guys. We've been interviewing some of the industry gurus and Chris is, you're basically famous. Today, we're talking about big risk number two. Yeah. And last week, uh, or the last episode, you know, we talked about investing for speculative future valuations. And today, we're talking about one of our rules is the deal has to make sense the day that we buy it. Too many people, mm-hmm. honestly, like we we can get into this as deep as you want, but too many people... Let me just tell a story real fast. Let me just story go this way. Somebody the other day was uh, telling me how they were buying a vacation property in Florida. All right. And the price he told me that they paid, it doesn't make any sense, bro. The only way this deal makes sense is if there's 6 to 8% appreciation for the next five, six years. The only way mm-hmm. it makes sense is if the, you know, the economy doesn't correct. And the thing that we're doing really, really well is we will say no to good deals. We do it all the time. All the time, dude. We say no to good deals because mm-hmm. they do not meet this rule in that they don't make amazing sense the very first day that we buy them. We have to hold them for eight months for them to make sense. And at the end of the day, what it comes down to is you want to find properties that make sense that the moment that you sign the closing papers, there is equity in that deal. There is money being produced by that deal. Not enough people are doing that. Yeah? Yeah. The the, the best way to invest right is to buy right. Yeah. The best way to invest right is you have to buy right. And uh, this is where a lot of people got into trouble uh, in the last recession is they didn't buy right. And so they were over leveraged. They were buying in markets that were essentially bubble markets and they got themselves into trouble. And, you know, a lot of that comes out of emotion. There's a lot of FOMO when you see a rush to invest. You see this in the market. So it's, you know, looking at market value versus true intrinsic value and making sure that your emotions aren't getting tied up in deals. Very true, bro. Gosh, dude, I'm just spoken like a spoken like a true poet there. Was that Buffett that was just talking? That was uh no, that was me. I I told you that last week. So anyways, let me give you guys let's give an example of what this what this looks like in the real world. Because if you're new to the game of real estate, it's it sounds good, but what are we actually saying? What are we talking about? I'm going to give people an example of a deal that we do not like that we actually ended up taking. Wah, wah, wah. Failure. It was a bummer. We ended up taking it because we we're like, oh, this, you know, this could be great. Whatever. This is about eight months ago. There's this property and this property is in Texas. Oh, you know where I'm going with this, bro. You know dirty, where I'm going with this. Dirty dog. There, there's this property in Texas. And lo and behold, uh, we were building our team and we were just getting started. And there's there's somebody who really wanted us to buy this deal, really wanted us to. He's like, man, this is the most amazing deal in the world. It's in Texas. Man, Texas is appreciating at like 280,000% per year. You have no idea how good this deal is. And we're like, okay, let's look at it. So we looked at it. We put it into our grid and it's a $195,000 house. And the appraisal was $195,000. So the appraisal came back. And now if you're a real estate professional and you've been in this industry for a long time, you know that appraisals can be a little whack. Appraisers yep. sometimes can be a little lazy. They don't 
they're afraid all the time. They're just kind of like, they don't want to appraise some, even if they think a house is worth 220, but they, the purchase price is lower. They'd have a weird thing with risk because it's 2008. But anyways, we ended up doing our own comps on this house and we thought that it may be justified uh, 185, maybe 190. We ended up buying it for 195. The thing about it is the deal did not make sense on day one. Mm-hmm. And we held that property. We're actually getting ready to sell this property. We're about to offload it. We held it for about eight months. And here's the thing. This is not a ne- this is not necessarily a risk because you're going to lose your shirt. We haven't lost a ton of money on this house. It didn't turn out horribly well. But let me tell you this. Big risk number two, if the deal doesn't make sense on day one, if it doesn't have any equity in it, you not only suffer because it doesn't make sense on day one, you suffer from the opportunity cost that that money, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. That yeah. money is yeah. locked up in a deal that is good, but it's not a great deal. And you yeah. actually sacrifice what could be amazing because your money's tied up in a deal and an asset that's not necessarily the best in the world. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And there's so many other costs to it. You know, it, it can it can really negatively affect your confidence, you know, your decision making, um, the time thinking, man, should I have bought this deal? And then you actually experience maybe I shouldn't have bought this deal, thinking, okay, maybe I should offload this from my portfolio. Um, so there's a lot of negative things that go into you not making the right decision in buying a healthy deal from the start. And um yeah, the, here's the thing. I think people, FOMO is definitely a real thing. And especially in today's market, it's very competitive. There's a lot of investors out there uh, essentially in the gold rush of building their portfolio. And they feel like there's not going to be another deal. Hmm. But there is going to be another deal. And it's just best for you to buy right than buy quick and just yeah. get get a deal going. So. You're just now, you're you're sharing so much wisdom, man. That said, I think it is also a balancing act, and this is where people get mm-hmm. confused because your cash in your bank account is negative one percent per year. That's not a very good return. That would be a negative return. So, on one hand, it's like you know, is it better to do a deal that maybe doesn't have a ton of equity and it does nine percent cash on cash? Is it is that better than sitting in a cash account? Absolutely, yeah, it is. But you have to have the wherewithal as an investor to find people you can partner with in these specific markets that are good and healthy and they have a history of longevity where mm-hmm. you can find deals that make sense on the first day. There's a reason that our inventory is sold out. Yep. Because it's good. With a waiting we, list. Somebody uh, just signed a contract actually, or maybe they're signing it this morning. They just got $7,000 in free equity and it's 19.5% cash on cash. This is a house that our team did. Our team found it. We fixed it. We're pulling everything out of the inside of it, renovating, rehabbing, putting the tenant in the property. There is just nothing like it. When you find a partner who, it's easy to cut corners in this industry, man. Mm-hmm. When you find Absolutely. a partner who's not cutting corners and the deals make sense on the first day, it doesn't make, it's not surprising why we're sold out of inventory. It's not surprising why we have a waiting list. It's not surprising why people buy multiple properties. It's because we are hard to find. What we're doing is, yeah. is very difficult to replicate. That's big risk number two. I think we can move quickly to the next one if you uh, if you want to. But any other things to say on this? No, you know, we buy not just for today or for the next 12 months, right? We're looking to buy for the next three years, five years, 10 years. And so with that, we assume that there is going to be a pullback in the market. 
right? That's why we're buying in in high growth markets where there's a lot of demand for real estate and the projections are there will continue to be a lot of demand for real estate in the markets that we are purchasing. And where a lot of investors, they just want to buy. They, they have forgotten the lessons of the recession back in 08. And um, so when we're buying, we're, we're looking for long-term margin as well. That's why we our, our cash on cash requirement is the way it is. That's why we're looking for equity, healthy equity in the property, um, because we realize that the market's not always going to be pumping hot and heavy like it is right now. Okay, there is going to be some softening at some point. And so we want to make sure that we're buying right now for the long term. We're buying right now for when there is a softening. We're in a very healthy place and our portfolio is extremely healthy. So just that last tidbit. That's all. That's very good, man. That is very good. Hey, um, we have a book that uh, Taylor wrote. Um, It's called Why Real Estate and How to Get Started. It's a great book. I encourage you to go get it absolutely free right now, limited time. Uh, wealthcapholdings.com slash book. Go grab it. And uh, hey, see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Discover how you can start building wealth with real estate, even without experience in our free book, Why Real Estate and How to Get Started by visiting wealthcapholdings.com slash book. That's wealthcapholdings.com slash book.